1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
0: What's going on, earners? Welcome to EYL University, the number one place for business education. Shadi, tell them what we'll be bringing.
2: Yes, EYL University already has over 100 past webinars from all areas of business. It includes weekly webinars from industry leaders. It includes access to our investment Facebook group, Movie Club our book club it also includes access to monthly financial planning calls with yours truly but what has been added has access to mg the mortgage guy's home buyers blueprint over 14 hours everything you need to know as far as the home buying process is concerned and also what has been added is access to our monthly group chat call so once a month me troy and the whole team is going to let you in on our personal plays our portfolio what we're doing and more so All of that, we are running for a special promo code of 70% off for a limited time only. So head to EYLUniversity.com
0: right now and take advantage. You know how this works. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. We'll see you on the other side.
3: My graduates from my school being Forbes. (laughs) Bagdrop. Bagdrop. Mic drop. Bagdrop. drop.
2: All right, guys, welcome back. EYL, South Beach Edition, but this is Uptown Edition, really. Uh, This is Legendary Edition, man. If you follow us, you know that, you know, hip-hop really raised us. We talk about it all the time. We always reference all of these rappers and everything. It's part of our DNA. Um, And of course, of course, of course, one of the biggest, the biggest, biggest, biggest (laughs) ever to do it, the the legendary Fat Joe. So we didn't know, we in Miami, and we didn't know that this was actually going to come about. Um, This happened just on the fly. Shout out to Tribble. Shout out to Triple. Shout out to Nicole. Yeah, Black yeah, yeah. For, for making this happen. Yep. So, I mean, it really needs no introduction, but I'll give a quick rundown. 30 years in the game, started with Digging in the Crazy, I believe, in 1990.
0: True. Um, first album, Respect, came out in 1993. Bro, can we just, can we just like pay homage to that? I had a Diamond D record. I had the CD. Diamond <laughs> D, CD with Lord Finesse. Uh, I was
3: in uh, Diamond's album. I'm in every single ad lib on his album. Word? I'm I'm the guy in the background going, yo, that's that shit. And when he talks to the girl, and I'm like, yo, what's up? And she's like, yo, chill. You know, every ad lib on Diamond's album is Fat Joe.
0: Yo, this guy. I told him when, when he was coming up, I'm like, yo, we both from the Bronx. Born in the Bronx, raised in Westchester. But I was like, oh, yo, shit. for a while, I used to be like, yo, KRS is the illest in the Bronx. Like, there's, there's no denying it. That's and his then, favorite rapper. That was my favorite rapper. I'm like, yo, nobody's better. I don't care what y'all talking about, Rakim. Yo, KRS is the illest. And then this guy comes... You got a flow, Joe. And now he became the king of the Bronx. And I'm like, damn. He was like, you got me, meet K.R.S. one day. all right, like, please? Yeah yeah yeah.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my mentor. That's my idol. You know what I'm saying? I rap because of K.R.S. one. You know what I'm saying? The first time I ever heard him, I remember one time, well, the first time I ever heard consciousness was at a K.R.S. I hopped the train, on Prospect Avenue, went in the back car, and I listened in my Walkman, and he was like, airplanes flying, overseas people dying politicians lying. I'm trying oh. not to escape, but hit the problem head on. And I was just he just opened up some shit in my mind where I had never known consciousness before that. And uh, you know, he was he, he's the guy that made me want to rap. Him and LL Cool J, they both equal idols for different, different reasons. Yeah. But if it wasn't for them two, I would have never rapped. So, there you have
2: it. Ladies and gentlemen, Fat Joe. I can go on and on, but we're going to talk about it during the interview. So, First and foremost, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you, my brother. Yeah, yeah for sure. So let's get into it, man. Um, you know, this is a business show, as we were saying before. So the conversation is going to be a little different probably than most of the conversations that you have because it's going to go deeper than rap. So when I look at you, I don't just look at you as, you know, a rap mogul. I look at you as a variety of different things, but... One of the greatest A and R's that's ever lived, and mm-hmm. one of the greatest heirs for talent. Not giving enough credit for that, too. No, it's a fact. I mean, when you look at Big Pun, rest mm-hmm. in peace. When you look mm-hmm. at Remy Ma, Cool and Dre, DJ Khaled, to name a few. Tony Sunshine,
3: Scott Storch, Scott Storch, Storch. Uh, Bryson Tiller. We was early with Bryson Tiller. Uh, what was your involvement? I took Pitbull's demo and got him his first record deal.
0: That um, was crazy because he's supposed to sign with Murder Inc. first. Who, Pitbull? Yeah. Well, I, thought, uh, I remember Irv was trying to get him to go over there.
3: No, he was trying to sign Rick Ross.
0: Rick Ross,
2: okay. And also,
3: I could have signed Rick Ross, too. But um, <sighs> a lot of mistakes I made. But Pitbull, I got him his deal. You know how'd, how'd that come about? Trick Daddy, I was out here in Miami on Super Bowl weekend. Caught his fucking CD at the flea market. I was playing it the whole time I was out here. I went to Atlantic. I gave it to Craig Comer, he signed Craig. He signed Trick Daddy like two days later. So
2: we'll talk about all of those stories, but all right, how do
3: yeah? yeah talk about her, how, I'm how, you talking so, about my my eye for talent. I'm just trying to let the people know. Yeah, how so? How how, how did that develop?
2: How did that develop? Because most rappers they're not really on it like that. They focus on their career. They might find one or two people from the neighborhood. Maybe that's obvious. Usually in, in the neighborhood, yeah. like even you know,
3: I'm 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 indebted, and I'm in love with the culture. You know, coming up from the Bronx like you two, uh. We're very unique in where this is where hip hop was born. Mm -hmm. And then there's different sections of the Bronx. But fortunately for me, I was born in the section that created hip hop. So I would watch Melly Mel and Grandmaster Flash play pickup games of basketball. I would watch Ruby Dee, the first Latino MC, play softball with with his brothers. So I was around Little Rodney C. I was around Shaw Rock. I was around uh, all all of the, the whole hip hop shit started in my hood. Oskowski lovebug starsky was from my hood all of them was from my hood and um and so i'm I'm indebted to the culture, so if I hear an artist that's incredible, and she says, Fat Joe, I, I would never sign to you. I don't want to sign to you. I would give her names of people that could sign her because I feel like I owe it mm-hmm. to the people in hip hop to hear greatness
2: so all right, how did it first come about as far as terror Squad becoming a record label, and signing. Was Big Pun the first person to sign the Terror Squad?
3: I think Armageddon was. Oh, my gosh. Got that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Armageddon was. And uh, so Armageddon, just like uh, me and Diamond D, uh, where I tell you I did every ad lib, Armageddon did every ad lib on the Represent album. So I was at Jazzy J Studio in the Bronx. That was a legendary studio. Grand Pooh, used to do his albums. Diamond did his albums, everybody. So I did my album there, and Armageddon lived around the corner. So he was like the little kid that wanted to rap to be in the studio. He was there all the way with me, and then um, he, he got on the first album, and he was my brother ever since. And then, then Pum was, you know, Pum was actually the logo. You know what I'm saying? He was the person to take Terror Squad as a record label to the next level. So, and
2: then... Remy Ma comes after that, obviously.
3: Mm. <laughs> that was crazy.
2: Oh what was it
3: like for you from the Bronx? You got this fat Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> First of all, you got fat Joe. You're hearing Fat Joe's the realest ever in the game. Y'all know that. <laughs> know like, the the fat, you know We know the stories. y'all know the stories. We know the right? stories. Know then he signs the fatter Puerto Rican that's spitting some crazy. <laughs> and then they sign the hottest chick that's spitting some shit. What's that like for you guys in the movie? Nah, place? I was just, I was watching
2: the whole thing, just loving it. Because I remember when they did the um, creep with me. You know, like, and yeah. we I the to Latinas, all the kids nah, in the streets
0: called me Don Cartagena. I'm, I'm going to tell you another one, bro. When we went to the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Ooh. I have y'all on tape, bro. Like, I'm watching y'all on the float. Y'all got y'all Angie, Angie's on the float with y'all. And then y'all went even further. Y'all walked through Central Park. I was like, yo, yo, that's Fat Joe. Yo, that's, yo they would kiss. They would stop. Like, we, like, recorded it as it's happening. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. It was a moment, man. Yeah, it was a moment. Know, I've
3: never, I never got, like, he's Latino or he's Puerto Rican Joe. Like, when I grew up, it was Joey. And Joey Crack and and, and it's the same shit. Like, I don't know. You know, black people ain't look at me like he's Spanish. And he's, it's, it was always like, that's Joey. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it wasn't until I got in junior high that I had to go to school. And, and I write about it in my book. I got a book I'm writing now. Um, and when I went to junior high, they didn't understand it. So I went to an even blacker neighborhood. So if my neighborhood was 99% black, <laughs> I went to a 99%. 0.9 <laughs> black hood, where the Spanish niggas ain't have it. no juice, and I'm walking up in there, V bomber. Yo, what's up, y'all? Only Jackie The line. fuck is good? They're like, oh no, we ain't jacking that. We ain't tri- nah, nah, nah. nah. where the fuck this alien come from? <laughs> so it's different because I grew up a baby. Yeah, I'm born in my projects. I, you know, I was born in Bronx Lebanon, across the street from where Larry Davis. Shot the cops. That's where I was born. And they brought me to the projects. And I've, and I've always been Joey, Fat Joey from Forest. And and that's it. So there they know me since a baby. And they knew, yo, he's going to be a bad little motherfucker. Dude, you can watch a little kid in kindergarten and yeah, know, you know he's going to be a bad The guy doing the real flying kicks <laughs> in the back. He's a Smashing piece of people shit. People in the back sit down. Yeah, they're looking at me like, "Oh, he's a piece of shit." Like he <laughs> he's a, 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 the most likely not to succeed, most likely. And, and and uh and so you know, they was cool. Like my hood was like, you know, that's Joey. Yeah. But then when I got suspended from so many schools in that neighborhood, they sent me to my grandmother's neighborhood and that was like a you know, I got bullied every day. I got beat up every day by 20 different guys every single day. And I fought them all every day, every day. So people could tell you about getting bullied. I got bullied Went out, went to school every day, got beat up every day and fought them every day. Nobody can, you can research this all you want. (laughs) They will tell you no different. Yo, he fought 20 dudes every day. Thanksgiving, black eye, big lip, Christmas, black eye, big lip. Like it was like, because truthfully, they didn't understand like, how could the Spanish dude be in this neighborhood and, ch- and trying to move the way he moved? And you know, and 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 you know, I, had, I guess they had to get used to it. You know what I'm saying? And now I go over there and I'm like a king. You know what I'm saying? They they love me. They see me. They proud of me. They, yo, Joe, what's up, bro? Yo, you know, and uh, that's just the way it is. So that was
2: pun. That his like that Spanish salsa. Oh um, no, um,
3: yeah, that was pun. That mm. was pun. Uh, with a hundred percent. Now it was me on an executive level. Yeah. Where Loud Records told me, "Yo, you you get a budget, right? Finance. What's the name of your shit? The, let's <laughs> let's get this going, right? <laughs> so, uh, you get a budget, right? And when you growing up, we ain't have shit. We from the projects. We ain't got nothing. So when you become a rapper and some white dudes are giving you a million and a half dollars, you're like, fuck that. We tricking this shit off. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we ain't got no sense of a budget, but there really is a budget, right? So when they gave us the budget, Pun had passed, but he had made that that record 100%, what you're talking to. Steve Rifkin, the radio team, the video team, everybody told me this record wasn't going to go. They were like, yo, there is no Puerto Ricans in Memphis, Tennessee. There is no Puerto Ricans in Atlanta, Georgia. There is like people do not. Other than New York, got Puerto Ricans. You ain't you know. So they. I knew it wasn't going to blow. I knew it wasn't going to be like a still not a player. I, I I knew it wasn't, but I still spent the half a million dollars on the video. I still spent the money on the video and the radio, and that was just simply because I knew we would be talking about this twenty years later. Mm-hmm. It was groundbreaking. And I knew Pun was the biggest hero for Latinos in hip-hop, and we had to send him off that way. So I spent that money knowing I wasn't getting that money back. But I did it for, like, you know, our legacy and... and Culture
0: and shit like that. Yeah, I, I still don't. I will be trying to say the chorus every time, but I, I know but the rhythm I can't of it. I don't I can't, I can't I can't That's what I come in. So, so, so from the executive side, because you're an artist first, right? Who who are you looking to uh, for guidance at this point? Is it like Russell Simmons at the time? Is it Puff? Who's giving you the guidance on the executive side? Nobody
3: gave me nothing. Nobody, and I was cool with Puff. I actually knew Puff Daddy when he had a see-through chain. So Puff Daddy is probably my motivation mm-hmm. because I've never looked at nobody through a jealous lens. I've always looked at people with inspiration. So if we came tomorrow, i do a podcast. I don't know if we call this podcast, whatever we want to call it, right? So I do the big, big show. If you make $100 million, you may have never met Fat Joe, and I am cracking aces for you. <laughs> 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 and you don't even have a clue, right? But I'm like, if they got a hundred million, I could get a hundred million.
4: Right.
3: And that's how I've always looked at everything. So uh Puff Daddy used to run up on me. You know, I, I sold drugs before I rap. And so with me, um Puff Daddy used to run, chase me and my beamers and Benzes, and I got ice on, and I'm I'm looking like this. And he's like, yo, crack, what's up? And this, <laughs> next thing I know, he's a billionaire. Yeah. You, you you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so he are yeah. smart. He knew the the branding business before everybody else. He knew how to make certain moves. Uh, Puff Daddy took everything uh, that we thought was fun, and it was always business. So Puff Daddy, would throw a party, and we like getting drunk and thinking we having fun. Meanwhile, he got the president of Viacom <laughs> on there. He got the the owner of the Yankees in there. He got and he working the motherfuckers to get that bread mm-hmm. that we can't see. While wow, we're adding to the, you know, I got Fat Joe Latinos. I got this one, I got that one, that one, and he just finessed me. Yeah. You know, so he was ahead of time with his branding. But me personally, nobody ever gave me help. The only person, the only executive I could tell you that allowed me to do what I wanted to do with Steve Rifkin at Loud Records. He helped me sign Big Pun. Uh he gave me the money, he funded my ideas, my creativity, you know. He funded it. He put up the money for it. And, and for that, I'm forever in debt to him. You know? So how, because we always hear about,
2: you know, these record labels, especially back then, with Rough Riders and, you know, cash money and all of that. Like, how did it work at that time? And what's the difference between that time and that? Like, did you, you, you had a record label. What does that really mean? Is it a really a record label or is it like a subsidiary of Sony? It's a or?
3: subsidiary of Sony. And it's, it, and, and it's all, you know, uh, if you want to talk about, you know, I never talk like this because I don't like to burn bridges. But you know, the whole major label shit is like a Ponzi scheme to me. Mm. It's more like um, it, it's, it's it's the math is funny.
4: Yeah, you know I, I'm
3: saying if you went out right now and I told you, yo, I'm gonna give you ten glasses, ten pairs of shades. Stand in the corner and sell the ten pairs of shades, each one for ten dollars a shade. And I tell you, you make eight cents out of that. Are you going to really stand out there no. for eight hours, 12 hours selling this shit to make eight cents? So now you use your creativity, you use your passion, you make the music, you promote the music, you do this and that, and you get eight cents while the record label is getting $9.92. That we see, We don't even know the shit they pressing somewhere else or whatever the case may be. So the shit is like a Ponzi scheme. So uh, it's fun while it lasted. I mean, the record labels are like enablers.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: so they take you and they baby you and then they, then they throw you in the street. When they think you're not worth no more, they throw you in the street.
2: Swiss B said something that I'll never forget. He said, you know, he went to Harvard for like that six-week program yeah, he did thing. In school, yep. And he said one of the things that they taught him in Harvard was like, the, give somebody, a, a, don't, don't treat them like they work for you. Make them feel like they're your partner and they'll work harder. So he was like, he, he related that to the music business where it's like, he's seen like, like a lot of guys get record labels. But really, they're not really running the record label. But in their mind, the like, perception is better than reality. So like, they, can, they can feel like, yo, I got this label, I'm signing these artists, but it all comes back to the top. Do it's it. all
3: a predatory uh, business. They take young black people and young Spanish people who grew up with no money, single parent homes, if that, uh, that are talented, make music from the soul, and they know that these guys ain't educated. The lawyers that's representing us artists are their friends that went to school with them, brother-in-laws in some cases. And the whole shit is predatory. The whole shit, the whole time is like, and so it's a lot of you motherfuckers out there. It's a lot of crooks out there that's real smart. See, I never got robbed by a guy with a gun. I always got robbed by a guy with a smile and a bow tie mm-hmm. who talk a little smarter than me, who had a big, better, uh, uh, what could you say, vocabulary than me, and we think because they look like us or they they, they they went somewhere and they smart, they could represent us. And those are the guys who rob you. So the record labels ain't no different. So these people get next to you and they befriend you and they figure out the whole time they talking to you and having these meetings with you, they realize and they're trying to figure out what you do know and you don't know. And when they figure out what you don't know, that's where they figure out where to rob you from because you're never going to find out. You don't even know about it. Yeah. And so, you know, a lot of that takes place in the business.
2: I told Joe Button the other day, shout out to Joe, you have to be educated even to ask a question. Yeah. You have to have a little bit of education to even ask a question. A lot of times with us, we, we're not even in a position to ask a question. We don't know. Because our level of education is so low, you can't, you're not well, even educated enough to ask a question.
3: Well, that's where we go back into entrepreneurialism. That's where we go back to business is business. So what happened to me is I've been in the streets since I was 14 years old. So I left, you got to understand, everybody says that. I don't know how true their story is. I was 14 years old in the streets of Baby. My daughter's 14. And she called me today, face FaceTime. Dad, you don't love me. That's the type of shit you talk to a 14-year-old about. I'm 14 years old, selling drugs, living in crackhead hotels. Had to figure out. I go to 145th and Broadway, buy $50 worth of crack cocaine, come back in the cab, cut the shit up. Make a $100 profit to buy a pair of sneakers, go back over there with the $50, do this shit three, four times a day, risking my life, risking everything. 14 years old, living in crackhead hotels where they busting people's heads open with 40 ounce bottles of, I'm opening the door and they're shooting heroin in front of me, you know, so it's too much for a 14 year old. So I came in doing the business and so I got really big at that business, like really, really I'm not proud of it, but like really, really big. So I always was an entrepreneur and always <laughs> looking to expand and, and, and do my thing. So when I got in the music business, I always came in with, with the entrepreneurialism. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I shot the movie night school and, and thank God uh, that they picked me for the movie, Kevin Hart and, and, and Tiffany, um, Haddish. Yeah, yeah, Tiffany Haddish and, and, and my man, Will Packer. Will pa- Will but the whole piece. time I was there, I, I ain't like it because I I enjoyed the acting, I enjoyed being with my peers and learning from them. But the whole time I was like, "Yo, well, I don't own this shit," mm. and so I went and sold the movie to Warner Brothers recently. Cato uh, yeah,
0: movie, yeah, yeah. We got so it. <laughs> I'm not
3: like, like nah, I'm like I'm that's me. I'm de- yeah. like I'm trying to figure out how to own the shit, how to go in there and you know I'm not the smartest, I'm not that, but that's just always been my talent. So I go into Relativity Records. It's ten Jewish dudes. And I'm sitting in there, and they start using fancy words, and within an hour, I start realizing, oh, they mean this, they mean that, they mean this, they mean that. Because you know, you got to buy the work, you got to cut it up, you got to promote it, you got to give samples. Out. We used to do something when we hustle, and I, look, I'm not proud about this, guys, but I'm just telling I'm you, my. Why you
0: think the BX name him Cook Coat? <laughs> Somehow the rap game reminds me of
3: the crack game, right? Yeah, yeah, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Walk down the street and go sample, sample, sample. When I got a new bi- batch of fresh product. Like the me. ice
2: cream truck. Your real
3: it. talk. So I would go sample and I would have maybe like $300 worth of dope. And um, the dope fiends would follow me and I'd give it to them and i ask them, is it good? Is it, is it a nine? Is it a 10? What's the count? How does it feel? How's it coming down? Those you are know, the analytics. Yeah, I never got analytics. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's analytics. Like, it's like an analytics. And, and I'm <laughs> more. good shit. <laughs> yeah. You know And so. We had the market promote. They knew the new package was in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So when I get into in the music business, I know what the fuck they talking about. I'm sitting there like, oh, they talking about samples. You got to get my promo. CD. Yeah, we gotta- talk about that all the time.
0: It's like, yo, you just, if we just shifted the same disciplines in other mediums, we could be super successful. Right? We talk about that with Trapper. It was like, yo, he's saying, yo, Dope game just like the Wall Street game, right? It's the same discipline. It's all
3: parables. You know
0: what I'm saying? If you've learned it there, you can apply it somewhere else. And so, like, you saying it.
3: So I've met billionaires, okay? This is what I was going to try to do. It ain't about Harvard. It ain't about Harvard. It ain't about an education. I'm being real with you. Uh, Should you have people with that education around you to protect you and, and, and talk the language you don't know how to talk? But I met so many billionaires that they just have that. It. They have that niche. So I met a guy. I know a guy. He's beyond a, he a billionaire. He uh he would he would he owned a spot in Miami. I don't want to tell his business like that, but he owned a spot in Miami where they made uh, cooking gowns like grandmother batas. They call batas so over here is a lot of Latinos. So you know how your grandmother used to cook in the thing with the little, the long Like the dress. apron. Mm. The apron shit. Yeah, yeah. Not an apron, but the dress. Okay. That when she cook on Sunday, Saturday, soul food cooking, they all got them, right? Um, he made that, right? He made a store doing that. Old people behind the, 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 the thing. He learned business through there. Next thing you know, the next the, the next store, uh, they own uh, perfume thing. He wound up buying that business. So he's selling the perfume thing. Now he figures out where they sell it in the factory in Switzerland or whatever. And then next thing you know, he started just buying companies off of know-how and flipping them and selling them. And now he's a billionaire. He never went to Harvard. He never went to none of that shit. He just learned how to play this game and kept flipping it. And now they look at him like he's the greatest genius yeah. you've ever seen in life. He don't talk the same language as these people, yeah. but he gets shit done. You know, I got another friend. She owns a company called a Latina. She calls it's called It's a Ten Hair Products. She was a beautician. She was doing girls' hairs. She ain't like the products she was using. She invented her own shampoo. They call it Liquid Gold. Shit blew out of control. She makes $400 million. So it's not about Harvard or Yale or none of that shit. Yeah, it's about yeah, fact. what make you fast. You smart. You smart. Hey, that's
2: what we say all the time. It's about it's about the education that you get outside of school. Exactly.
3: Listen, the Fifty Cent is the new Aaron Spelling.
2: Why? Why 50 not? Fifty Cent
3: got like twenty shows on TV, bro. <laughs> and and he's from the projects in Southside Jamaica Queens. He just he just knew business. He got in there, he studied the business, and he applied the shit from the street in this and his longest. Cause the hardest thing is, uh, and tonight on my show I got Lee Daniels yeah. and I watched a couple of interviews of his. And he keeps saying, cause they wouldn't let us in, cause they wouldn't let us in. Cause they, and that's the point. The point is a lot of people have ideas, creative ideas, who can actually make them happen? You know, who can get in there when they say they won't let us in.
2: That's that's what's up. Um let me ask you this. As far as diversifying, so I never forget when you licked the sneakers. Oh
0: my god! That was god. a legendary moment. MTV Cribs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my
2: god! <laughs> it was the Jordans. What, what Jordans was it? It didn't matter. Barcelona's. <laughs> yeah. So you licked the sneakers. So obviously everybody knows that you've been a sneakerhead for a long time, and I believe you had a sneaker store when you was a teenager. Mm-hmm. But now that's come full circle where you got up in NYC. Yeah. Talk about that. It's
3: a brand you can trust. Maybe you
2: know,
3: <laughs> we the biggest for our Latino and the Black community. Period. York City. So, you know, our kids always gotta seem to be going all the way downtown to get the fly sneakers and get the fly shit. You walk in the stores in our hood, uh this fucking rust leaking off the ceiling. You know, they treat us like, you know, we ain't shit. Yeah, and still they make enough money to go live in Alpine and tenor fly in mansions and shit like that off of our hood, right? So it was a natural progression. Saying that I love sneakers so much and I'm a sneaker, you know, collector. Um, but to open up back in our community, show people a lot of artists, they get, they get up and they run away. Mm -hmm. Like we never see them again. You know what I'm saying? And that's not what Fat Joe has ever been about. So to open back up. And like you said, it is a major key making everybody your partner. You know what I'm saying? You go to my store now, you see the guy behind the counter, he got a Rolex on, like your shit. Benz outside. Now, I'm telling you the truth. Go in there. Y'all from New York, walk yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. They got Rolexes on. They got Benz outside. Look like they got
0: Marble
2: floors. You know, it's a
3: marble floor because yeah. I gotta make sure they, they they don't steal from me. Yeah,
2: that's right. You
3: gotta take care of them enough the and make them feel if like you don't this feed, is yours, so they won't right. steal from me. You know, if you, if you don't, don't feed the wolves, wolves they gonna put you on the menu. That's the fact. You don't feed the wolves, they gonna put you on the menu. I ain't never hear it like that, but that is a fact. And so that's what I do. I make sure everybody happy. Yeah, and just, my birthday they buy me shit. Like they chipped in for this watch for me. Some of them. It's called a chandelier. Call chandelier. Can't call it a watch. So. <laughs> no, it's called a chandelier. So
2: what's the what's the vision? Because we interviewed Killer Mike and he was like, his vision for his barbershops is to like franchise it and have like a barbershop in every major city. Is your vision to um have it like a what's the sneaker store? Yeah, I want to open up like a Fight club.
3: Like a like not flight club because they resell. Okay. So oh yeah. They're yeah. actually smarter than me.
0: <laughs> so let's get the I, but, concept going. I, I don't know. I don't think so, right? Because there, there are people, I'm a sneakerhead myself, but it's like, yo, sometimes you just want the sneaker. Like these people yeah, just they buy-
3: Uberized the sneaker. Game. Right. So what they do is they rent the spot and they tell you, yo, bring the sneaker. I, I'm going to get 20% of our selling for whatever you want to sell it for. And if you say, y'all yo, want $1,000 for that sneaker, they get their 200 off the sale. They never had to buy the sneaker. Mm-hmm. They never owned the sneaker. They just making PC. They, they like the house. Like, if it's a gambling yeah. Yeah, spot.
2: Yeah, yeah, Low inventory, low cost yeah, collaboration. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: with me, it's different. With us, we got accounts. Jordan, Nike accounts and stuff like that. So, we got to play by the rules. Yeah. We can't resell. We can't Market sell more than the yeah. box. We can't, which we're grateful. But, um, but, but the answer to answer you is I want to open up about 10 of them. Like, I'm actually uh, moving back to New York right now. I'm in the process. Full time? Full time. All right. So just totally focus on uh my sneaker stores and the, and the side business I want to I want I want to open up a fun business see me I'm not scared yeah right so now anybody watches your show they probably don't heard the smartest people come in here and talk me I'm you could call me dumb because I'm like Bugsy Siegel I will go to the desert and build things <laughs> I don't give a fuck if yeah. I lose I lose if yeah. I win, hey, we're geniuses. Ace of That's me. I'm not scared money. Yeah. I'm not scared of money. I'm not scared money. So with me, I want to open a business. Um, I don't know if I should talk about it, but uh, but it's going to be personal. And I'm going to work there. I'm going to work at the shop. You're going to work at? I'm going to run the shop mm. in New York City. I'm going to run the shop. You like on some, some day-to-day vibe? Some so day-to-day vibe. I want to open up. You know, I'm pre-diabetic. I've been diabetic since I
4: 14,
3: I want to open up a bakery that's strictly for diabetics. Mm. No sugar, low sugar uh, for the kids that are struggling with weight issues. People who are healthy, who, who want stuff like that. There's never been um, a bakery where it's actually tastes delicious. And you get, you know, and now they got monk fruit, sugar. They got uh, all different types of uh we should wow. we should connect you flavor.
2: We should connect him with um Please do So Jay Z invested in this company. Oh my gosh. So. I forgot the the woman's name. We interviewed her too. But um she her her kid had a food uh, allergy allergy. Yep. She quit her corporate job where she was making a nice amount of money and she started a, a line of um of, it was cookies, cookies. of cookies. Yeah. And it, it has like the non allergenic thing, the vegan thing, the no it's all the type of, of thing that. I'm
3: gonna do, but I'm gonna do it for yeah. uh Pretty much low sugar intake, close to no sugar, no sugar, but tastes delicious. And I, I want to work there. Yeah. I want to be behind the counter with the little fucking chef and I'm in there.
2: Chef Boyard Joe.
3: And they think I'm crazy. Call <laughs> thinks I'm crazy. Everybody thinks I'm crazy. Could <laughs> have like, okay, fat Joe Sugar Fee. You know what I'm saying? And I'm behind that counter, you're gonna see. And it's gonna change the game because at the end of the day. You know, the health crisis in America, uh, especially in the black and Latino community, uh, has a lot to deal with, deal with sugar issues.
2: Your diet. So yeah. We
3: got to start educating them and make stuff that's tasty so that I know if I have that option, you know, I would prefer that rather than, you know, fucking I, myself up. I,
0: I feel like you've done that, man, especially in the health side. It was used to be Fat Joe, and now it's like, yeah, we just got to call him Joe. He's lost so much weight. Black hole. Yeah. yeah I got
3: to <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Because- I yeah. feel like I feel like you, you've always uh, given back. So you said that you want to do that for the kids. But I, I heard the story where you did that with the sneakers, too. It was your love for sneakers and your love for kids. And you said, you know what? I'm going to go back to the schools in the Bronx. And as an incentive for them to improve their grades, as an incentive to improve behavior, I'm giving sneakers to the entire school. So how did how did that well, go? Sneakers
3: to the class, the, 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 the number one class who improved in reading, uh, grades, and behavior. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, tardiness, right? That's a big one. And so, yo, the bullies became the geniuses. The bullies in the school, the kids that was the biggest problem, just that, man, I went up in there and we did it to, what, like 10 schools or something with Ruben, uh, Ruben Diaz Jr., the Bronze Pro, Pro, Pro Prez, yep. And when you see the guys that, that won and these guys as bullies, they start crying. I used to come here and start with people, and now I love my classmates, and I'm so proud of my class. and And I knew that if you, because I had, like I told you, I came up real, real tough, and I had you told Fat Joey from Forest Projects, it was a chance he could have won some Jordan sneakers. But I'd have been yep. a plus student, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it really, really, the empirical data uh, was was incredible. The grades shot up to just everybody competed for it mm. unfortunately i couldn't give it to every kid in the school mm-hmm. you know what i mean because yeah. be too expensive but it was really really great it, and what we do a lot is we constantly give it back right like i mean like constantly giving back you know the thanksgivings not the thanksgivings the christmas thousand families groceries i'm not talking about just the groceries for the thing we try to do as much as we can you know, COVID-19 hit our community bad. The kids couldn't go to school, so they needed laptops. We bought tons of laptops and donated it to the school. Shit we don't even talk about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm blessed. Right? You know what I'm saying? We all blessed. You know, when we can wake up and eat lobster or steak, if we were, you, you're really blessed. So we like to give back as much as we can to our community. Uh, so it's almost become, my stores have almost become Hub to how you can get in touch with Fat Joe. Pull um, up. <laughs> see if you're, you you get them to donate some shit. In a few
0: years, they'll know yeah, exactly yeah, where yeah, to go. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, yo, it's going there, yo. Tell the big man, yo, I got some shit. I gotta talk to him about some autistic kids. I know his son is autistic. I did, and, and they work that shit, and then they wind up getting a meeting with me, and we wind up donating shit. That's a beautiful, you
0: know? that's a beautiful thing, man.
2: Let me ask you this: How? Well, two questions about rap. How important is it to diversify? We talk about multiple streams of income a lot, right? But your rap, I mean, you're, you're blessed 30 years in the game. The, I feel like rap is like football. The so average rap is backs. like three years. Yeah, yeah right? Back it's like ball. three years, right? So you're getting money for a short period of time, but now when it stops, it's over. This is why a lot of athletes go broke because it's like no matter even if you make 10 million, mm-hmm. you're, you're living like you make 10 million, which is cool while you're making 10 million, yeah. but then you go from making 10 million to zero. So how important is that? To diversify and have all the stuff going?
3: First of all, you got to believe it. You got to live in the truth. You got to believe it. You got to live in the reality. And so it's hard for us because we realize I went broke these times. You know, Millions after getting millions. You know, $10 million broke. Four million dollars, bro. How'd
0: that happen? Falling, <laughs> nigga. Like, <laughs> Get in
3: Bring after me the out. After Balling, the bring the me
2: first. out. It's the chandelier. More bottles. more, more fuck you think this nah, I'm is? saying after the first time,
3: you wasn't like, all right, a hard stop? Bro, I walked out that bank. My asshole was so tight. My head felt like you beat me to death with this fucking mic. I was like a dolphin with a hole in my head. Shit was different. That shit was buzzing. Like, mm. Lady was like, Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Cartagena. Because I, I used to go there every day for like 50,000 cash. Every day in the bank. Give me 50,000 cash. Give me 30,000 cash. Give me 50,000 cash. You think you can't run out of that shit. And one day I went there. I'll never forget it was across the street from Yankee Stadium, that bank, that chase. She said, Must be a problem. <laughs> There's money in here, Mr. Cartagena. I was like, I walked out of there. I was like, <laughs> I'm about to pass out. <laughs> and, it, and, and, and I had to go back at it. And I remember I got on my knees and I prayed to God every day. And, and like on the knees. Like though.
2: negotiating. Like if you just, no, no, on one more knees, time. No, like no, one no, no, more no, no. time. Never on, do it again. I will do again. On
3: the knees, man. The
2: God not, not, not just
3: praying. You know, you <laughs> can pray anywhere. But on the knees, staring at the Jesus poster, like please, God, please don't let me go out like that. And from the drug game to any other game, uh, I watch people have runs and have their money and then lose it. they be like, yeah, he used to have it. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, <coughs> the only thing people seem to respect is the bag
4: mm-hmm. that
3: you got money. It's the only difference of Fat Joe walking in here than another old school rapper that came out with Joe just missing his front teeth. When Joe come in here, he smelled good. He still fly. He didn't just... Oh, he got the bag. Respect this, man. Let's talk yeah. about this.
0: Respect the bag.
2: You so, Gotta
3: respect the bag. What's
0: the catalyst that brings you back? Uh, uh, well, at that time, each time, is it like, yo, lean back. <laughs> Take me out of here. I feel like you are consistent with like, yo, you're going to give us an anthem.
3: But that's not easy, bro. I know. That, I mean, we don't see it. We don't see it. No, we, we no, see no, it. No, no, We don't I see it. people is lucky. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's unfortunate because to have one hit record is a miracle. Yeah, that's a fact. You a gotta- fucking miracle. <laughs> yeah, I always say I'd rather be a one-hit wonder mm-hmm. than a no-hit wonder. Like, at least oh, you, you got a hit, you walk the red carpet, you see your favorite, might even fuck one of the most famous <laughs> R&B chicks <army-chets laughs> or something. If Who you're lucky. knows? <laughs> you get money, then you run out of it. It is, but you did it. Yeah. Right? And then another thing to rap forever and never get a hit. And so, but to constantly do it over and over and over and over and over again. Ray, that song that you got
2: right now is my favorite song out right now. I've said it several times. No, 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 you got one you, got one. you got, got another that, one. That vibe, yeah. So it's like, but so that's quarantine
3: music. That's D Nice. That's it's uh, a
2: mashup. It started as a mashup, yeah, right? It started Which, yeah, as a yeah, mashup I'm, with
0: the young I'm amorphous kid. DJs, yep.
3: Fucking incredible, 18. genius, and the way he mixes his shit is out of. I don't want to overhype him.
2: He's nasty. He told me I didn't know about him. Yeah, oh, no, I, it's different.
0: Is a, that, a, a I don't know? What, he must have a program where he's studying the beats per minute because the the way it blends sounds like yo that should have been a record. How, yeah. How,
2: <laughs> now, how do you how, how do you get that sample? Because that's like Rihanna sample,
3: it's right, a Luther sample. You, so that's business, like exactly. So, um, Dre heard him, and Dre was like, "Yo, you will not fucking believe this." I was like, "What you saying?" I was in the Bahamas on vacation. He was like, "Yo." want to send you some shit so he says clip of the kid playing the music mm-hmm. I was like what the fuck that shit is crazy and then Dre calls me back. he said yo i'm gonna produce that shit one thing to dj yeah it's another thing to produce the snare the this the that right the right loop the right you know produce uh so Dre produced it and uh i was like "Yo, this shit is crazy so then we got back from vacation and we did it in Cali studio so now Cali studio a different Khaled's studio got palm trees they they give you cappuccinos while you're recording (laughs) nah it's a movie smells like a billion dollars you're looking at water and shit like it's different so Khaled's in there with me Dre's in there with me and we actually wrote the song together like and we the last time we did that was lean back the very last time DJ Khaled Cool and Dre sat down and plotted on a record was yeah. Lean Back. You know, because after that, Khaled got his career. I do my thing. They do their thing. The last time we <laughs> collaborated and plotted
4: yeah.
3: was Lean Back. So we up in there, and Khaled comes back with we well, back to take those." Throw your rollie in the sky, my, <laughs> oh my guys, God. to take those. I'm like, "Oh, shit, Khaled!" So Khaled oh, made that. Yeah, yeah, he came up with that one line. Back to
2: take so Throw your rollie in the sky, my guys, my to take guys those. To take that's hard, those. cause that's the big play. Yeah. Throw your rollies in the sky, Yeah, inside yeah, so, so the side. So we
3: was like, so we was like in his zone, and um, and that he's down as a writer. Callie. Oh, that's how I didn't know that. That's hard. That's hard. He came up with that line. He came up with that. <laughs> that's line. Hard. So I go, boom. Uh, so we up in there and we do it. Then I call a kid. I DM the kid. The kid calls me back and we video it. And we're like, yo, he was like, yo, what's up? So I've seen what you've been doing. this, that. Then I play it for him. I said, listen, we're going to give you the love. We're going to be for the video. You're going to be in as a writer, a publisher. You're going to get paid. Like, you know, come on, man. We take can't care, expl- everybody. You yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: take yeah. care, everybody. Yeah.
3: He's my partner now. Yeah. Now you know him. He's following with. The crazy. young kids, he's going he's crazy, crazy, crazy out there with the young kids. The young kids is reposting the shit, this, this, that, because they said, yo, he, they ain't fuck him. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: They ain't fuck him. That's what I mean by partnership. Everybody together win. We all got to win. Everybody I learned beat. that from the billies. I learned that from the billionaires. <laughs> Everybody got to win. Yeah. Everybody, you cannot win on your own, bro. It just won't happen. Everybody got to win. And, and, and us, we like to be like little kids that when you play with the boy, you me 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 yeah. me 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 nah b you gotta pass that shit on man. Yeah.
0: I mean you do that effortlessly like ever. S- I mean your relationship with Khaled, we can see it obviously. Cool and Dre, we can see that. So we got the Rihanna thing, cleared. Right, I- what time you gotta do that call now? All right, yeah. I was just gonna. Oh well, the Rihanna thing. We got that clear. But- uh, so and Luther. Yeah, that's that's what Luther I'm saying. Luther not clear, yeah. either. exactly. So how did that go?
3: You know, Luther's my idol, man. Luther's my favorite singer of all time. And I do believe because I sent those vibrations out my whole life. So I've done like big interviews, bro, like MTV Awards, whatever, like big shit. You can Google it. I've always put them even before Michael Jackson. I don't, the last thing I'm thinking is his family is seeing this. And the Fat Joe's a big figure. So I'm thinking they seeing this because mm-hmm. they don't clear. Right, his right, right, So then when the sample guy goes to them and say, yo, we got a sample they like, well, you know, we don't really clear but who's it for?
2: And then he was like, it's for Fat Joe. They said, oh, we want to do this. The <laughs> light. Good call. The light. The light. The light.
3: Karma, they like, Good no, we, we, Fat Joe, they was like, we want to do this. And then they had known about the amorphous uh, mashup. <sighs> and it was like, we love that little kid too. Oof. And Joe's doing it with the kid? And then, yeah. And then is Rihanna gonna clear this? And that was like, and then it was just she cleared it. It wasn't a problem. No problem. And then and and she sent the message. She sent a message to my publisher. He said, they said they cleared it, and she wants you to know she loves Fat Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody loves Joey Crack. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Rihanna, bro. (laughs) Everybody loves Rihanna. Sheesh. Yeah, that kid gonna make a killing, bro. How's everybody doing? Uh oh, <laughs> It's the big, big show, man. <laughs> What's going on, baby? How's my family doing out there? Well, listen, let me tell you, man, I appreciate y'all, what y'all done for me my whole entire life. Um, You know, I'm indebted to y'all. You guys have always supported me. Kobe, you gave me my first show ever, Flojo. Oh, uh, and Camden, I know we don't want to bore people with the story, but my first show ever was you. You know, I love you. We are family. Uh, um, and, you know, I got this new song out, and all I'm trying to do is uplift the people and bring bring the light out and make people have a fun time. You know, we lost a lot of people. You know, a lot of people are depressed. They lost their jobs. And all I try to do is make a song. This is the first song I have ever made to just really – Bring joy in people's lives. Biggest in
2: the game. So look, in the business in action. So yeah, yeah. So so that what just happened. The interlude. What? what all right. Tell us what just happened because that was dope to actually oh, witness so,
3: that. The, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, different radio groups. There's uh, Radio One. Um, uh, is one, and then we got Doc Winters, and, and they, so. You know, they they own like 30, 40 radio stations. Like Clear Channel? Clear Channel. Clear Channel is a little bit Small, s- right? smaller. Okay. But it's big like that too. Clear Channel is big. And then, um, and so that was the call before, you know, every week they add new records to radio. So that was the call with like maybe 20 program directors. These are the guys who pretty much are the Wizard of Oz. They well, pick the records that's going to get played. Okay. So every artist goes and makes a plea to them and tell them what their music's about and could you support us? And sometimes they support, sometimes they don't. But, you know, Fat Joe's always been active and COVID, I can't do it. But, you know, I think I'm one of the only artists that's been around as long as me and has been as successful as me that still gets on the road and goes do promo tour and goes to every little milk and cranny radio station. It's crazy because when I talk to them, I just talked to a PD Program director from Providence, Rhode Island. Two days ago, he does rhythmic, and uh, he was like, "Joe, Yo, you know, you always come in here." And I'm talking to him. I, I visualize the radio station in, in 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 Providence. He's like, "You always get a Diet Pepsi right there in that first machine, and then you come." And I'm like, "Yeah, man." And and you know, but that that is part of it, you know, kissing babies, going around, you know, and knowing everybody from the mailman. To the boss, mm. and and that's where some people mess up because you know, and that's when you move out with the regime. This is all about business. Regimes means that somebody's the boss, and you walk past everybody. You think your shit don't stink, and you up there and you in with the boss, and the boss is the boss for five years, ten years, and you sit in the plush couch. When they fire that guy, you go with him.
2: Mm. You're done. That, that that's like when Yay when he was like um. Puerto Rico, three days. Poly with the PDs. Now they got my shit on replay. Yeah, exactly yeah. what he
3: right? yeah. meant. He went out there. Everybody, whoever you name, uh, Beyonce, anybody. Like you know, we need these guys. You know what I mean? The, the way you, you you get more streams, you get generate more money, more fame, popularity. The song blows up. It is through these guys playing your music. So you know, you got you know smart artists uh, politic with them. The difference with the young artists now, they're more streaming artists mm. as to radio artists. So they feel like they don't have to have a relationship, relationship with, the right. with these radio guys or whatever. They just put their music out Let it go. and it streams. You know, uh, I believe in uh, networking and any business you, you in, and, and you basically as good as your last relationship.
0: Mm. So you, you talk about this a lot about the diversification of your career. You said it's like a pizza pie. So you had managing careers. You were obviously the executive. You started acting a little bit. Hopefully, we're gonna see more of that. More too too. And then obviously the sneaker stores. But touring has been obviously with COVID out of the out of the mix. And so you become a huge huge. I mean, you were obviously Joe crap before, but like on Instagram, tell them
3: how big, man. <laughs> the big
0: the big big big. I the, that shit. the big show. I'll never forget. You no, know, I-, I don't get
3: high, guys. I only get high <laughs> on for like accolades and. You big me up, I'm yeah. smoking now, I'm going right to let you finish,
0: but
2: I want to just make, because um, I used to play ball, so I'm a huge basketball oh, fan. Oh, yes, let's do that. And um, I never forget, Uh, this is when the tournament uh on 145th uh, was popping. What was the name? When Mousy started the tournament. Tri-State. Tri-State. So I, that's the first time I actually had seen him, and I already knew it was him because it was a phantom. <laughs> it's in the middle room. hall, <laughs> I already knew well, I, I had to what, But I'll, I'll never forget um the legendary Rucker situation. I was actually there for that, and um with the Jay Z situation, the blackout and the blackout day. Well, the next day after the blackout, mm. Um and I what was. You mean
3: th- when I won the championship? Championship, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah I was, don't don't forget that part. No, I was there uh, at the to play to win the back to back. <laughs> I, I was there.
2: I was there, and um
3: actually seven championships. Yeah.
2: I was yeah. there, and Joe as a coach. You know, oh, at that, you know.
3: As a player, I sucked. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe was, Joe was there, like 50 deep with the big TS chain. And, uh, you know, Brooklyn was heavy there. Like, yeah. Brooklyn came heavy. And he was like, yo, Jada, he was like, where your man at? I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it, well, so was, listen, uh, it was, was out there, huh? That was, that was a legendary was an ugly time, <laughs> was a legendary
3: I got moment. on the mic and started guy, dissing. Yeah. That, that,
2: that guy
0: you're referring to.
2: No, nah, but that was, was <laughs> no, nah, I say that to say, um, yeah, that was, that was great times just to witness that. Because really? it was like you, you see a lot of people you don't see in person. Like some people you, you might so not ever see. So what
3: you were see. saying when Joe was acting like that. You say he's the real motherfucker. This guy's right the in the middle of here, it. Huh? No, right in the middle. Right of in it. the middle of the <laughs> shit. Like, yo, what's up? <laughs> Let's go. Cut like, from that. Yeah. Like, cut cut from, I think that I'm not the real. <laughs> I'm not the real. I'm here. What's up? That's a and so <laughs> I know Brooklyn got mad at me that day. They were <laughs> like, this motherfucker out here flexing for real. And, um, I was just really offended, you know, because I was like, you know, I had pretty much revitalized the Rucker. Mm-hmm. The Rucker had fell off for a couple of years, so I started putting in, you know, I'm, and it was bad business one-on-one if you are artists watching. Uh, I loved the Rucker so much and coaching the kids out there that I, I wouldn't do no shows in the summer. Meanwhile, they, um, What's Love is number one in the mm. world. And they offered me 150000 to do a show and tours. And I'm like, nah, I got a coach got a game. at the Rucker.
0: And Steph coming, too. And yeah,
3: Steph coming <laughs> So it's like, so I'm like, you know, I was out there, and I put my heart into rebuilding this thing. And then here come Jay-Z. And Jay-Z, he win everything. Guy. This
4: guy,
3: he got time. the most beautiful chick in the world. This he got this guy just can't fucking lose, right? So he coming up in there. He had to know when he was coming in the ruck it was going to be a Fat Joe Jay Z situation. Plus, we had um, unspeakable things in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah, was a history,
3: right? Yep. It was a big history, mm-hmm. and then it all calmed down. And then he comes to the ruck, and so I'm like, I'm still young. I'm still on my bullshit, you know. Uh, and so. He's coming in. I win the game and he got the next game. He's walking in. It's fucking Beyonce walking right by me. I'm like, well, what the <laughs> fuck? Did he's dancing in the middle of the car? He motherfucker came to take my shit. Straight up. I'm like, he came to take my shit. Yeah. I had this shit on lock. Right? And it, you know, once he come in, I'll tell you something that happened to me that day. That I had never seen. I was the king of the rucker. I brought it back. Alan Iverson, Stephon Mulberry. Whoever was, whoever you thought of, I brought them out there. I, I brought this whole shit up. And when I walked in that park that day, I seen a bunch of motherfuckers go like this.
2: No, I was there. That's what I said. Cause I, that, no, 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 I was there. I never
3: seen some people turn their back on me so fast. <laughs> no, I, I, they like no, I was. It was like, this, I was like, I was there.
2: I was there, and I remember you got mad. He was like, "Where your man at?" He was like, "Brooklyn." He was like, "Where your man at?" <laughs> Brooklyn motherfuckers was waiting. Legendary moment. <laughs> Cause you was on the radio. Right I don't after know, the night the night before. With that with um that Lions, even, that I, I thought he, was, even, I felt like he came up there with nah, the night day. before, That made Flex it even worse. And Jay. They, mm. they, they, they was on the phone call and I think OG Wan. And they was on the phone OG call.
3: OG Wan, Flex Jay, Steve And Shaq, Stout. and Shaq called. Shaq called them. Talking crazy. But Shaq was lying because he wasn't there. And so I interviewed him recently for the big big show. And I said, yo, Shaq, man, how could you go against me? He said, I'm going to tell you the truth. I was not there. Mm. I was not going to play against you. Now, if Shaq wasn't there, we would have won that game. They had LeBron if he was coming, but he was straight out of high school. I had Carmelo. They didn't really have. They had Lou Flores. No,
2: I'm a basketball fan. Like, no, I, nah, I, not, I know. Was LeBron with y'all? Because I heard. LeBron was with them. With them, yeah. Because yeah. my he man. Was straight out of high school. My man, right, my, right, man, right. my man, Francisco Garcia. Shout out to Francisco. Yeah. Louisville. Louisa." I know who they had. They had Sebastian Telford. They had... Um, they didn't have it. He had oh, a way Bron. better
0: team. Don't forget Bron. LeBron wasn't there. I'm saying that's who was supposed to be. But
2: right I'm the saying
3: team. the people that oh. was physically there.
0: You had Al Harrington.
3: I had Al Stephon Harrington, Marbury. Stephon Marbury. A-Butter. In the, in the... um. Shut up, my brother. A-Butter. In the hotel room on 57th Street, I had AI and Mike Bibby. Ooh. Um, that's your guy. This is when they both was, you know... Yeah. The biggest. Yeah. Right? So they was down there waiting for me. So I was gonna bring them in at halftime. AI Mike Bibby. Just to fuck the park up. <laughs> Straight Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Coming at halftime. AI, Mike uh, we had Zach Randolph. We Ooh. had Steph. We had uh Al Harrington. Al Harrington. Did.
2: He was there um, in the warm up line.
3: Carmelo was uh on standby. He was coming too. I mean, we We were smashing him. Real dumb the way shit. around it, Real dumb and my shit. regular team, you know, Rayford, Austin, A. Butter, Kareem,
0: Kareem Reed.
3: You know, we had the We had the boys out there. Kareem Reed,
0: he probably he's the longest pers- ten year person that played with you.
3: Yeah, he's Fed Joe would have never won a, a, a chip without Kareem. You're
2: not putting the team in Dykeman. Oh, his, his biggest, his, biggest.
3: His, his uh, I get, I get to that. His IQ was smarter than everybody. So what I learned about basketball plays. Is you could get the best, best, best physical guy to jump to the moon and back. But if they dumb, when it's, when, when the chip is on the line, they're going to fuck it up. They're going to stink <laughs> it up. Now, you can get somebody who's very, 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 very talented. And if they're smart, yeah. Kobe was smart. You know, Smart players. If they smart Chris Paul, shit like that, they make the right play at the end of the chip. LeBron,
0: like, how, how are they LeBron, when you're... Cause I'm not imagining now. I'm 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 like in the huddle in my mind. Like when you're coaching these professionals, like what's like they're no, no, like, no, no, all right, Joe, we got know, you. No, no, They know I'm not playing. Ooh.
3: I take this serious. Yeah, you can see it. My veins pop out. my Head over here. They know. I'm, they they know I'm worse than their coach. Cause their coach, they, the coach looks at them like, yo, this guy's worth a hundred million. What the fuck I'm telling them. Fat Joe screaming on me. Yo, don't come in. If you want to be pussy, you take that shit to the bar, nigga. This, this, that, this, that. No, I'm going crazy. And then one day, uh J.R. Smith came out there, played against us. He might have scored 15 points in a row like he was. cooking. Okay. This one, he was on one. Mm -hmm. And I ain't going to lie. I was in the huddle and I love J.R. Smith. I was like, hurt that nigga. (laughs) They were like, like, yo, what do you mean? He come up in there, hit that. They hit that boy about three, four times. The rest of the game, he was shooting three pointers. He ain't never come to that basket again. I was like, fuck that. Hit him. (laughs) Hit him. He got to feel that motherfucker. Then we had my brother Raul. I don't know if you know Raul. My brother Raul, he weighed a big TSJ. So, Raul was a bruiser. He don't even know basketball. We sent him in there certain games with Just hurt He has to just hack a nigga. <laughs> <laughs> he come up in there. He be the only part of reaching on the team. he he come them. up in there, the whole team start laughing like, oh, shit. Raul going in there to hurt the motherfucker. We know he what gonna, time it is. He going to make a it, And one, but you going to fill that shit. They already know. Yo, why you throwing this nigga in there, he, man? Rick Mahorn in the like team.
2: The yeah, 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 Bill
3: and yeah, yeah. Both. Uh, Yo, it's crazy. That is a fact, man. Raul, we used to throw a little... He had a big T.S. We throw the jersey on him. you'll go in there. Raul, take the blunt out of his hand. Raul knew he had to hit a nigga about three, four times. Come back out. All right. They know to keep it, you know... You ain't doing all that shit against us.
0: <laughs> so that was a great detour. So I wanted to get to what, what was going on now with the the big big show, the big show, mm-hmm. because it's like it was a perfect time, and obviously everybody's home, everybody's on IG. And uh, I'm trying to figure, did you, what made you decide to say, you know what? I'm probably the greatest, one of the greatest storytellers <laughs> that this game has ever seen. I need to share these stories with the world via IG. What was that process like?
3: I've always been one of the greatest storytellers. And so when you get somebody like Kanye West calls me just to tell him stories in the studio.
2: Like, tell me, me a story? Like <laughs> 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 Kanye different. Yo, Joe, tell me a story, please. No, I, need a no, story. Con- I need inspiration right now.
3: Pharrell. Pharrell used to call me to the studio just to be sitting there like yoga. I tell him to me. a drug dealer story. Tell me, y'all, some shit over here, about and I've always been behind the scenes the best, one of the best. So I give it three. I give Nori. I give Irv Gotti and I give Fat Joe. But well, you know, best you know, what we got thrown there
2: the best story that we've come across. Oh, like personally, I thought you saw my music. We've come across personally, Chris Gotti. Uh, he's oh yeah, same thing. He's dynamic. He's, he's not. He's, not, legends, he's dynamic. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's legendary. No,
3: no, he is legendary, but he's not better than Irv. Irv is the one. We, we ain't
0: mean it. I mean, I mean, yeah, Irv is But yeah. Chris,
3: Chris is, <laughs> Chris is. Yeah, yeah, he can. But For hours, hours. We talk Chris and Irv. Like, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, that family. So, you know, we've always been the best storytellers. And um, I've always known that. I've had the ability to, uh, 50 Cent just told me that the other day. I've always had the ability to, like, when I tell you something, you can actually see it. That's actually how I've always made my music, too. Because I always, my best friend is in jail for life, right? So I always made my music and wonder how he would, where would it take him in his cell? Mm. He could turn on his headphones and he listen and he feel like he's there. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that's how I've always done my stories. It's like, you know, just to, to to take you there. Like You you could feel like, yo, I was really there. That shit crazy. He's explaining that I could see the shit. You know what I'm saying? In okay. your own mind. And the big, big show was uh it was COVID. Really, really scared. Uh, you know, pre-diabetic. Shit was just killing every fat dude in the I knew every diabetic, everything scary, I'm stuck home. I wouldn't go outside. I would not go outside. Right. And then one day I put on my live and I had fun, was talking shit. And then my daughter and Dre was like, yo, you need to go on again tomorrow. Right. And next thing I know, three days later, we had a show He was like, yo, it's the big, big show. It's on every day at eight o'clock. And we got sponsorship. Right. So now
0: the, the uh, touring money now becomes sponsorship money in a sense. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I, I might have made um <laughs> as much money <laughs> as I made. Let me think. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe.
0: Perhaps. Uh, perhaps. <laughs>
3: perhaps. I might I, I have equaled my tour money without touring, staying home, just doing like the big Show and that has led to other things, you know. We did uh Trilla, mm-hmm. Wild, Wild Cherry, Pepsi, uh, a talent show, you know. It, it just led into all this, like, you know, people are like, oh, social media, he's you know what I'm saying. So it, just led into from a, it. a bunch of a bunch of bad. And the
0: people that are watching you now, it's not like, yo, they know you from music, they know you from this. It's like, yo, this is the personality, this is a show. Transense, and there was always music.
3: a big injustice, you know, to the fans because when, when I grew up. Like you see in my lifestyle, I said, back then when I wouldn't even pose for pictures. When I said my you know lifestyle, how my times I was around. Never seen a brick. Never
2: seen a crack.
3: <laughs> you know how many times I've been next to uh Tupac and Biggie and and it was like the wax shit to ask for a pick?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Like and, and so everything at that time was about privacy. Mm. I would literally come if I came in here years ago um and they was having an event. I was standing in the corner because I didn't know y'all. y'all would be like, yo, that's one mean motherfucker. And I would just sit there and just be like, it didn't allow us to be our true personality.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And as years went by through social media, everybody could open up and do a little something. It's, you know how many people just heard my music, but now they see the show and be like, "Damn, I ain't know this dude was That's <laughs> so Crazy man, yeah, that's, yeah, like that's you a fact. Yeah. This guy, like, are doing it for a minute. Yeah, it's so it's it's and and so it allows me to show you my real personality. That's dope, Joe. That's dope. Before,
2: before we ended, I want I want to go on a teachable moment. That's a finance moment. That's an unfortunate moment, but I think people can learn from it. When you um, you went to jail for a couple of months. And from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, that's that's finance related because I guess your CPA wasn't paying the taxes. That was the
3: one time I didn't do the crime. Mm. I've done many crimes. <laughs> so what y'all want me to do? I'm not going to lie to you.
2: Yeah.
3: That's the one time I did not do the crime. It's the craziest shit in the world. So what, what exactly happened? I had an accountant. Every month I'm sending them wire transfers. Wire transfers from, from your bank account to them is a paper trail. I'm sending the money to pay my taxes and everything every month. Uh, you know, 25000 40000 25000 big money. And um, one day I go to buy a car. And um, so I was more embarrassed than anything. So the, the the guy from the car dealership was like, yo, are you sitting down? And I'm laughing at you. He was like, says, here, you haven't paid for none of your houses, your mortgages. Says, here, you haven't paid none of your car notes. Says, here, I'm like, are you? Crazy? Like, are you nuts? So I call up the accountant. And when I call him up, he said, Don't kill me, don't kill me. <laughs> I said, I never threatened you, bro. Don't kill me. I said, bro, I send you wire transfers every month. It's saying you ain't paying my shit. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, boom. So from that point, I had to go. I called Pitbull. Pitbull gave me his account right around here, who's still my accountant. Uh to this day, when I went there, it was like, this is bad, Joe. This man ain't paying your taxes in two years. And so uh, we contacted the IRS and told them, yo, we have an accountant. We got the proof, the wire transfers. You know, we want to pay up to date. We went and We alarmed them. and So the next day, they came to my house. I was in the studio with Colin Train, And my wife calls me on nervous. She's like, Joe, uh, the feds are here like, the feds, you know, I don't know what they are for, right? So I'm like, the feds, I was like, yo, put them on the phone. So the guy gets on the phone, says, yo, where you at? I said, what you mean, where I'm at? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we want to talk to you, where you at? I said, well, about what? He said, you know, these are the taxes. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we contacted you. You know, my accountant, we contacted you. He was like, no, this is criminal. So now I know. Stop talking. It's over. Don't drop the phone. Once don't he talk. said drop it's criminal, phone. I was like, yo, I said, you know what, I'm officer. I'm gonna have uh, my lawyer call you right after this. He was like, "But where you at?" I said, "Bro, you in my house, bro, my family. I can't go nowhere. I'm Fat Joe. I'm famous. My lawyer call you." So my lawyer called them. Long story short, my lawyer met with them and showed them the wire transfers that the guy robbed me, and didn't pay my shit. And it was like, "Hey, man, we believe Joe as the leader of his household." Responsible for who he hires,
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
3: and so instead of trying to really rock him, we're gonna give him two misdemeanors, and he could get two years in jail or get probation. Press the luck. So I wind up having—I already gave this dude the money to pay, so I wind up paying these taxes again that I already paid before my court day. So I wind up paying a million two hundred thousand before I go see the judge. Mm. so now i know other people who had these problems they only got probation and never went to jail or whatever so with the greatest letters you ever heard in your life with the feds you won't vouch for him in the feds you won't oh, not, if not, you not. knew he was guilty you'd be like yo bro you you're with the god shit." god
2: bless <laughs> nobody
3: <laughs> writes a letter for nobody in the feds nobody <laughs> they'd be like yo Peace to the guard Peace to the Peace yeah, yeah. to the God's season when you get home, bro. Like I'm gonna hold you down out here, bro. Not, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I ain't got shit to do with this. Cause you know, we all know that the Fed, you get niggas hot. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. it happens. You get me high, I get him high, he get him. Yeah, 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 stay away, right? The letters they wrote for me, I I never realized I had donated so much money to people. It was like so there was a guy when he was in prison, uh, His name is Terrence. When he was in prison, he uh, uh, noticed that parents and family could not see um, their kids, um, you know, due to they didn't have to travel. Long story short, I gave this guy a fucking bus, right? Aid society, hundreds of thousands of hurricanes and fucking Santo Domingo and Haiti. Hundreds of thousands. like and, and so all these people were writing letters on my behalf, like, yo, this guy's the best. This guy gives back to the schools, computers. This guy, this. I don't know how I went to jail, bro. And so the lady was like, listen, you're a great guy. Actually, you're remarkable. And you should, think, this is where she fucked me up at. But you can't really argue with the judge, right? When you're about to give me time. So she says, your new, your new wealth should be found with your families and your friends. And my family was in there. My friends and family was in the courtroom like 300 deep. Like They shut that bitch down. Khaled was in there. Everybody, you know, aunts and uncles. You know how you got them aunts and uncles that never leave that crib, that never leave that hood? They was in that motherfucker for me. And my family was in there deep. Mm-hmm. Nigga flew in from Florida. From every, Them niggas was in there like, yo, boom. So, so she was like, I got to give you this time. So they only gave me four months, but, um, and when I walked in there, cause I had paid it off, they had gave me a penalty. So they said it was a penalty. There's no way I couldn't cop out if I didn't take this penalty. The penalty was a million two. You paid a
2: million two in taxes 2.4. and then another million two in a penalty. And you already actually not
3: to mention five hundred thousand for the lawyer and not to mention hundred fifty thousand for the, the forensic
2: money, the money that you already paid previously. Yeah. That you thought you actually paid. What happened with that? So he just robbed you, just He's he was just t- me. taking so the he, money and he
3: putting it in. Oh. So Ponzi scheme, so he wound up telling on a bunch of other motherfuckers that, that was he was doing him. it with him yeah, yeah, yeah. and he got away. Like, so, you know, I never heard about him. I never seen oh, him Oh, he, did he, he didn't get jail time? Nah, I don't think so. I don't even know. They just was like, you can't ask about him. Oh, damn. Because, you know, normally I think you can sue him. Yeah, right, your right. Money right. Yeah, 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 They're like, nah, he's with us. You can't ask also about him. Also, witness protection. Yeah. Witness and on top of the money you. that you
0: lost for actually being incarcerated, you could have been outside making more money. revenue. So, go-
3: so when I come home from jail, because I, I pretty much do everything but sell my asshole to pay these people before I go to sentencing, Mm -hmm. right? So when I I do four months in jail, I come home, I'm working. Africa, Yugoslavia, Poland, (laughs) China. There wasn't a stone unturned. They had a fat Joe show, Philippines. Like, anywhere, I was going to get that bad because I'm not used to, you know, I'll tell you, I've been in the streets since I'm 14. I'm not used to my money being low. I'm not used to my family ever asking. One thing I can say, God bless my family never realized that we had a problem. Mm. Wife was still getting Birkin bags. You know, my daughter was still going to private school. My son to private colleges. I, I was bussing my ass yeah. to make sure everybody. And so at the end of this year, so I do four months. When I go to the eighth month, I mean, eight months later to do my taxes. They're like, congratulations, you had a hell of a year last year. You made a million, too. I said, made a million, too. I'm broke. What are y'all talking about? Yeah, you made a million too. You just paid us, so now you gotta you gotta pay the half on that. So it's just like a spiral. Yeah, crazy. It never ending, never ending. And thank God when, when all the way up came out, it wasn't like I was all the way up. I made sure they was all the way up. So the first thing I do, I wasn't taking no money. I wasn't. I was just saving. Boom, came to them with that penalty, one point two million. Now I'm a free man. Now now I'm a normal. Now you're a free man. Give yes. me the fuck alone. Yeah. You know, and I've been great. Thank God, ever since we, 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 that's, that's we a, that's can't a, end
0: on that though, because I mean that that story's crazy. But we got to end on something else. You've been consistent in, and that's your fresh.
3: Oh, being fly.
0: I mean, I've been fly by, by any means, by any means I, you certain. don't miss a day. I told you. I told I you. Off. Detroit Red cleaned up. Kanye
3: <laughs> <Callie laughs> got yeah. got a lot of lot
0: of balls. A
4: lot of them logs.
0: I mean, I go in the stores and I'm just like, Yo, man, there's no where are you find any sizes. How does Joey Crack stay to fresh?
3: To relish. Uh, on Instagram, he also styles uh, Khaled. And, uh, That's
0: where we get in these silk shirts, y'all.
3: Nah, you, know, <laughs> you know, there's different ways, man. You know, I've been, you know, I used, unfortunately, it's sad to say, but I used to hustle to buy sneakers and buy fly gear. Mm-hmm. You know, I came out in an era where everybody was really, really fly. And so we always been, you know what I'm saying, risking our lives to be fly. You know what I'm saying? And now that I'm legit and I make enough money to be fly, I'll be you know I'm gonna. You are literally gonna walk to the casket saying, "Yo, this thing was He don't play, and I don't got a power. I blow the bag. You see them outfits and <laughs> it. No, I don't. <laughs> like I, you, <laughs> yo. I told yo, you. you. I told. <laughs> I said, "Yo." Your wife looked uh, at the She, video said, she "Yo." Was she right. like that was a Birkin bag she, on my shirt. She said, "Troy, that, that was Hermes p- silk."
0: That, that pink silk is different. I said, "Yo." I don't know where you're getting these clothes. Like.
3: <laughs> that's some Fendi shit, this linen. I got Hermes sneakers on. I'm like, I love it. I dress up for anything. And Dur- during COVID, I was coming in downstairs to my house for the second floor to the first. I was coming down with the with the uh, dip fresh for no reason. That's
2: a um Cam. Remember he was like my man on house arrest. Get him fly, and, and he don't care. In the house, he's fresh. Like
0: <laughs> y'all about to get some cereal? Let me get dressed.
2: Yeah, just just cause, just to watch <laughs> TV, it's TV. It's
0: just it, to you know, watch TV. New
3: York fresh.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know what
3: I'm saying? Y'all, I wanted to welcome y'all to Miami and wear some Fendi, and, you know, linen shit because I'm in Miami. But uh, you know, New York, I know how to put on a pair of tims and some army fatigues and a fly hoodie. It
0: just you know don't I'm it saying? don't it don't feel the same with this with this Miami breeze.
3: It no no no. It just
0: feels a little bit better.
3: And it's yo. Yesterday I painted graffiti. You know, I write graffiti. graffiti. So graffiti writers wear sneakers that they know the paint is going to get on. They wear clothes with paint already. Like, yeah, they, they ain't messing up their fly. You're an artist. You got Fat it. Joe can fly. While you paint? The, yeah, yeah. Fly <laughs> at the paint. Screw it. That's different levels. That's, that's different levels. Like, I'm up in there. They looking at me. I know they looking at me like I'm crazy. They're like, yo, this dude crazy, man. This guy. He too much, but I love it. I, I love it. And, and my whole crew fly. You care about being fly? You know, my stylist, he's like my brother, you know, uh, my wife's best friend, and, and like my brother. And he's always fly. He should, there's a trick. Let me tell you business if you're watching. There's a trick. The stylist, they can give you the flyest shit, but when they come give it to you, they got some shit on that killer shit they gave you. Mm. So you could always feel like, yo.
0: I got to get to that. Yo, level.
3: you get that, Terrell. Oh, God. So I'm going to tell you what I did for the uh, video. How it got so fly, right? <laughs> I said, "Yo, Terrell." And I picked out the the. the you can silks.
0: See, you can see it in your face. You yeah, you're like I picked oh, out yeah. the
3: silks. Yeah, but what happened was, I told Terrell, I said, "Yo, Terrell, I need the outfit you're gonna wear if you were going to a stylist's birthday party."
2: Mm-hmm. So so you know a stylist Yeah, 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 I That's like, you know a bar, that's a bar, style a stylist But what I'm saying style is, is
3: my, my brother Terrell, he'll go to a birthday Party of another stylist and walk In there like a fucking alien Like <laughs> floating with some purple boots, <laughs> Alligator. Shit. some shit Yeah, he walks in there and then they're like Damn, this dude is too fly I said, Terrell, that's how we gotta look In the video, We gotta look like we went to the stylist party and styled on that. <laughs> and I'm glad you <laughs> appreciate so fresh because yeah. I think and I spent, because I spent a lot of money on gear. And I be thinking nobody noticed. Oh no, nah, my man, my man
2: Mike B. Shout out to Mike B. He talked with to you B. today. Mike
3: B. My brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he just, from
2: he from our neighborhood. Yeah, he just he just styled the coat. Yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. shout out to Mike B. That's ironic because he literally just posted a post. Of, um, he did what he said. It
3: was you. It was you wearing. Um, that's that Dapper Dan. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Dapper Dan, Dan was still D- illegal.
2: LL is, inspired.
3: That's when Dapper Dan first came home, and he was still he wasn't with Gucci yet. <laughs> Whew. That freestyle? <laughs> you
2: Rhapsody's posted the, the freestyle? Yeah, it's a, it's a swipe. It's a swipe. And then he did the LL. It was U-L-L-U-L-L. It was like a, it's like a swipe, swipe, swipe.
3: Early in the morning, I could barely feel my face cutting that Ron Ron hammer on my waist. My baby mama's stressing. I'm like, get the get the fuck up out my face. Feds on my ass now. About to catch a case. I'm allergic to the bullshit of Woo! Ah, the big show. Yeah, that's the, the big, big, big show. Yo, I might have to post that shit. The light, the <laughs> light, the light.
0: The that light led to this. The
2: light might be posted in, that's in this a That's a fact. Yo. Joe, man, we want to thank you, brother. Thank, thank you, you so for, much, for being man. gracious with your time. Appreciate, appreciate y'all, it. man. What would you like to tell the people?
3: I like to tell them stay in the light. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> stay in the light, man. Stay positive and just know that your darkest moments bring your most clarity. You got to stay in the game. You never know. And so Business 101, I'll tell you, Dr. Dre lost Death for Records. Mm-hmm. He was back at nothing. He went and found Eminem at 50 Cent. He might have made fifty billion million from that. Anybody, with us, we would be happy with that. Did he stopped. No, he stood in the Step game. On. You never know. Beats by he drag. kept going and made the beats and made a billion dollars. Yeah. So you got to stay in the game. You never know. Mm-hmm.
2: You never know. That's a
3: fact. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> <a> mic drop. <laughs> backdrop.
2: Backdrop.